This is episode 39 of the Empowered by Design podcast with me, your host, Dr. Liz, and this is a special one. This is a throwback Thursday uh, episode and a special treat for me to be sharing with you, which was an episode that originally, originally was part of my Inspiring Vision series which occurred years ago. And this particular episode was one of my very, very first ever um, live videos from the Inspiring Vision series. And you will be hearing a conversation between me and my mom, Margie, who is a breast cancer survivor, thriver, and wonderful, wonderful example of how to use lots of different types of strategies and support to make your way through the journey, through the battle, through the trudging through the experience of cancer diagnosis, treatment, and into, into the remission and, and thriving, thriving with a life that is, is joyful and fulfilling. So a couple of things I want to talk about before you listen to the episode just to kind of set you up for what you're about to hear. Um, as I said, this was originally a, a video that we did um, live on Facebook a few years ago. So it was actually streamed live in November of 2017. So a little bit more than four years, a little bit less than four years ago. And so you are able to see the video if you want to, because you'll, you know, you'll kind of get to see some of the expression. Um, you can prepare yourself for the range of emotion. We, there's laughter and there's tears and, um, we, you know, we, we go through it all. We we are real, which, you know, I love to do here. Um, and so you can see the actual video um, streamed that when it was streamed live on YouTube. It is on my YouTube page at Dr. Liz. It is also on the Inspiring Vision series page on the Visionistas website. So www.visionistasbydesign.com and you can click on the Inspiring Vision series page to find this video along with other videos that I created with inspiring, lovely women a few years ago, way before I had a podcast, when this podcast was just a twinkle in my eye. And we, the messages and the conversations that I had with those women are meaningful and powerful and empowering. And in the honor of Cancer Awareness Month, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and Cancer Awareness all the time, minute by minute, because I know we celebrate and we honor certain topics um, at different times of the year, and really cancer doesn't stop. And so this episode is for you if you are a cancer warrior, a cancer survivor, a cancer thriver, and or someone fighting alongside in the corner or right in the trenches with someone who has battled cancer or is battling cancer right now, which unfortunately probably is most of us in this in this country. Um, 
at some level or in another. So this conversation is one with my mom. And you will hear in the episode and in the video that my dad also has had cancer and was a cancer warrior and is now a survivor and thriver. And um, so many other people in my life have been touched with cancer. And so this is a very heartwarming, heartbreaking, heart, full of the heart kind of topic for me and a real life experience for me personally and something that I am excited and feel moved to share with you now um, and hope that you will hope that you will tune in and hear about tips right so you're going to hear tips we, we are sharing tips for managing stress and cultivating resilience especially geared towards um, cancer awareness and and the fight to beat cancer but also no matter what you're going through or what you might be experiencing in your life right now I invite you to to stay tuned and listen in because these tips can be can be broadened not only to health um not, excuse me not only to cancer but to lots of different struggles that we face in our lives um uncertainty and and fear and sadness and really just kind of hanging on to hope and so you will hear us <laughs> shouting people out because if you've ever seen um, or were part of a Facebook Live, as the video is happening, people can comment and people can join and and you know wave or send hearts or send emojis, and so um, you'll hear that throughout, mostly by me. Um, mostly, I was the one monitoring comments and reactions and waving and doing all the things. So um, when you hear those, that is why it, it was live a few years ago and it was fun to be interactive, which is it just is a neat way to do things. Um, but also the message is so powerful that I wanted to share this here as well. So without further ado, I will leave you now to stay tuned, I hope. And thank you again for listening, um, coming back to this podcast. And I hope that you will take something meaningful away from this episode. Stay tuned. Welcome to the podcast, Empowered by Design. I'm your host, Dr. Liz, a licensed psychologist and owner of Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. This podcast is about the power of connection and a proactive approach to mental health and overall wellness. It's about finding and owning your power right now and using it for good by nurturing the connection of body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit. Empowered by Design podcast delivers psychological concepts and practical strategies with a real-life approach designed to empower health and wellness, optimal performance, authentic connection with yourself and others, and purposeful, joyful living. Be well. Live Empowered. Dream Design Deliver. 
started and talk a little bit about what we're doing here. So this was, um, thank you for tuning in if you're tuning in live, appreciate it. If you're watching later, that's great. Um, so we are, we are here, I'm Liz DeBoer-Kreider, this is my mom. Margie DeBoer. And we are here inspired by the Chemo Care Pouch Campaign that was um, started by Krista Casper. She is um, a wonderful person and I, I met her about a year ago. Um, she has a foundation called the Mama Mare Breast, Can Breast Cancer Foundation. Um, she lost her mother to breast cancer and, um, and started the foundation to try to um, raise money and she's done a fabulous job. There's tons of events that she that she holds with the foundation, um, but to raise money for cancer research. One of the big product projects that she does is the chemo um, care pouch campaign where she has been doing it for a few years um, and has reached out. She's also a unique presenter um, for unique um, makeup line and face products. So she actually has a huge team of, of um, people on her unique team who helped this year with donating tons and tons and tons of stuff to make these chemo care pouches that she sends out to um, individuals going through treatment for cancer. Not just breast cancer, but a lot of different, all different kinds of cancers. So. Um, I was asked um, by my sister-in-law, who's one of the members of Team Lash Squad um, with Krista, and to help out, and I thought this would be a great way to um, help out. So I made these little tip cards, and it's gonna be backwards here. But you can scroll down under um, on Dr. Liz's page um, and on Krista's page. So if you're a friend of Krista's, it's there too. And it's tips um, for managing stress and cultivating resilience if you are a cancer warrior, um, a survivor, and, uh, or the people who are love and support them. Um, I'm going to take a little drink of water. And um, right now I'm going to let my mom talk a little bit because she is actually a breast cancer survivor. So I'm super excited to have her here with us tonight. Um, if you're watching and you have any questions or comments, we'll, we'll have a little conversation back and forth, but she's here to tell us about kind of her story and and how it how it, these tips may relate or did relate for her. So, well, I'll take a glass okay. drink of water. Elizabeth asked me, she showed me this postcard and she told me she was working on this project and she asked me about the tips she had on there um, and <clears throat> likened it to my struggle or fight with cancer. And I read all her tips and then there was one on there that wasn't on there that I thought, oh, Elizabeth, the, the, the one that I, um, the one that helped me through the most isn't even on there. So we talked about it, she did add it and I'll let you, ex her explain what it is, but um, you'll probably figure it out. <laughs> um, five years ago today was my very first uh, consultation at Fox Chase Cancer Center after I self-diagnosed myself with breast cancer. Um, I went there um, with Elizabeth 
and I think two of my sisters, Barbara and Dottie, and my husband, Charlie, we went there He's together. Watching. Hi, Dad. Oh, good. He's there. <laughs> um, we went there together, all of us, and sat in a room and had the doctor explain to us what, um, what I, you know, about my cancer. Because what I did was, when I first found the lump, which was five years ago in October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I found the lump one morning when I was turning my alarm clock. I hit the snooze. I am a snoozer. So I hit the snooze button and when I rolled back over, I felt something funny. And I thought, what what was that, you know? And and um so then it got me searching and I I felt this lump. So I got out of bed and took a shower and I thought it's going to go away when I take the shower and it didn't. <laughs> and Maybe you could talk a little while I compose myself. Sorry. No, as you can see, uh, it's it's a very emotional story, an emotional journey. Um, but I tried to be strong, so I decided that I wasn't going to tell anyone, and I didn't. And I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, and uh, I didn't tell anyone. Um, I got to work that morning, called the doctor's office, my gynecologist, figuring, oh well, they are the, old, the ones that always tell you go for your mammogram. So I figured I'd call them and say, hey, I need a mammogram. I was supposed to go in April of 2012 for my mammogram, but the day that I had the appointment, you know, you always try to find an excuse to get out of your, those kind of appointments. That's Debbie and Aunt Barbara. Hi, Christine. Oh, hi there. I, um, my father-in-law passed away that day, so that was my really, really good excuse to get out of going to my mammogram, and I thought, okay, you know, and I've been fine up till then, but uh, anyway, I called the doctor's office, a couple days later, they finally got back to me, and I said, listen, I said, I found a lump, and I, I need to go for a mammogram, and so they sent me to a specialist, and you know, at that point in time, I didn't know much about breast cancer, but I figured that's what it was. But when they were ultrasounding under my armpit, I thought, why would you do that? And um, there were two lumps there too, and I didn't even know it. I just thought I had fatty arms, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, but anyway. <laughs> But anyway, long story short, I had the ultrasound, they, um, and a mammogram and an ultrasound all in one day, and they told me I'd need to have a biopsy done. I, I talked them into letting me stay and doing it right then and there that day. So never telling my family or anyone, um, except for my friend Jean Marie at work, that I was going to this appointment when I was sitting in the waiting room waiting for the biopsy. I called my sister Barbara and told her, and we cried and cried together, which was a really great thing to do, but then it was the weirdest thing. We just started bursting out laughing, like, how funny is this going to be, that I'm going to go through this, and I'm going to lose my hair, and I'm going to, you know, of course, I already had myself diagnosed, and with Barbara's help, we laughed, and we so, just laughed about it. Number two... <laughs> Or no, number three on the tip card. I'm gonna grab a tissue. Yeah, hold it. Was laugh, and that was, and I'm just saying, I want to say hi to all these people, Nikki and um, Cordero, Carmen um, is uh, one of the receivers of the pouch. We're so excited that you're here and watching. Um, 
one of the care packages from Krista. Um, so yeah, we are just talking. No, that's good. Um, she, you were, you didn't want to cry. But, no, I didn't want to. But. but it's hard not to. This is this is real stuff, and um, and so we appreciate you kind of being here and sharing it with us. But um, as you can, as as Mom said, um, laughter was one of the things that came quickly after crying, right? So mm -hmm. obviously um, what we're here to talk about tonight is that everybody handles this, handles cancer, handles stress, handles health kinds of things in different ways, but there are some commonalities among, um, among our reactions because we're all human. And um, the idea is to be balanced and to, to, um, and to do what what makes you feel good and makes you able to fight. So, um, so we're gonna go through a little, go through the tips a bit. Um, and one of the thing, one of my favorite memories about, <laughs> about um, when mom was diagnosed and and when she said her sister Barbara, it's her twin sister Barbara, and they are a hoot. Um, and we were we are in Fox Chase. Cancer Center because um, my dad actually 20 years ago this this, this well season yeah, yeah. I think it was August September yes. that he was diagnosed he um, was diagnosed with cancer 20 years ago so we had experience we had gone to Fox Chase through his battle and he is a survivor as well um, and he's watching hi dad um, uh, so. We're all at Fox Chase, and these two, my mom and Aunt Barbara, so she, she's on. And um, if you find that picture, I took a picture of them. They're just laughing hysterically in the waiting room as we're, we're, like, we're waiting to find out <laughs> the, what's going to happen. Um, but we're crying and we're laughing. Um, but laughter is definitely an important piece. Um, I, when my dad was diagnosed... And I was I I was a freshman in college. I remember, feel I was far away from home, and I was like, what? How can I help? I don't even know what to do. And I remember researching about what to do when you have cancer. And I'm sending him. This is when we still sent things in the mail um, more than just Amazon packages. But I sent a bunch of articles that were saying just laugh, watch funny movies. Um, so. Number one and number two on the tip card were name it and shake it off. And that naming it and shaking it off is um, really talks about identifying the emotion that you're feeling. There are so many emotions that come when you feel the lump, right? You're oh, like, yeah. denial. I'm, this is going to go away. I'm going to take a shower and I won't have this lump anymore. There's a bit of a, a lot of fear um, and sadness. And sometimes when you are able to identify those real basic emotions, and that's tough work, it's tough work to do, it actually helps process them and helps you feel better. Um, I'm gonna try to read the comments as I go. I texted the picture to Margie. If you can post it in the comments, thank you, she'll look for it, but if you can post it in the comments, try that too, because um, it would be funny for people to see, but th thank you. Um, so, Naming, naming the emotions, labeling it, that's the first step. Um, I'm a psychologist. This is part of why I wanted to do this kind of a gift is to talk about how to manage stress 
and probably part of the reason I am a psychologist is because of the stress that um, when I was a freshman in college and and was dealing with being seven hours away from my dad who was going through the battle. Um, yeah, that's. And that's I an remember, and I remember that memory. time, uh, the memory of it. We went down to tell Elizabeth about her dad having mm -hmm. cancer, and the next week or two, she spent going to the infirmary with every little. Oh yeah, because I'm a little bit hypochondriac. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of funny. So I, I, that was the first time. That was one of the first times I ever sought therapy on my own and and found it helpful. Um, but anyway, so I um I had said I'm a psychologist. Why did I mm -hmm. say that? I'm, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> no, that's okay. I was say, oh, I was saying labeling your emotions um, is it's it's funny, you know. As psychologists, we kind of get made fun of for saying, "Tell me how you feel," but it li literally has great effects. Um, it lowers the physiological reactions to stress when you can say, "I feel scared. I feel terrified. I feel angry. I feel." Um, confused and upset, it helps. Um, and it also helps to then move past it. So you can sit with it and process it, but you can't, you can't stay in that state if you have other things to do. Mm -hmm. you ha it's not like you, cancer can't take over your life. Right. You have families and you have work. Yeah. The, the biggest help for me was to keep busy. And uh, we were going through a lot. One of the first things I did say to my doctor when they told me that I had to have surgery and chemo and radiation was, oh my gosh, my son's getting married in May. I can't be bald for his wedding. Can we do the chemo first? <laughs> you know, thinking, okay, I'll lose my hair and it'll come back by May. Well, funny thing, they don't just do it that way. So surgery came first for me and then chemo didn't start till January, which was, which meant I was bald in May for his wedding. But I had... Um, I had this all planned out. I I didn't I didn't just let things happen. I I made a lot of plans. So I knew I was going to lose my hair. So I went mm, with yes. everybody. We went wig shopping oh, and had a blast doing wig shopping. People thought thought what are they nuts, you know? But we went wig shopping and I found a really nice wig and I liked the hair, I liked the color, and I liked the cut. So what I did then next was. Elizabeth took me to her friend Renee, Renee, Renee and Ray, and Renee cut my hair the exact same style as the wig. So I transitioned into wearing the wig um, without even anybody noticing. Even when I went to chemo the one day, the one girl said to me as she's hooking me up to the, my port and said, "The nurse, usually, right? yeah." Usually by this time, everybody's lost their hair by this time. I can't believe you didn't lose your hair yet. And I laughed and I said, oh my gosh, this is a wig. You didn't even notice. And she was in shock. But I planned ahead because I just did. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Lynn. Hi, Kathy. Um, thank you for joining. Hi, Rebecca. Um, yeah, so again, we, you, your, your life doesn't stop. So you have to be able to have a space to get your emotions out, get the energy out, that takes us into number four, um, which is unleash your creative juices on the tip card, um, which again is posted underneath, in one of the posts underneath this, this live video. Um, it's, it, it, it's helpful to use your, 
the energy that you have. Emotions bring energy. With emotions, you, you, you know that there's energy within your body and, it, and you need to get that energy out sometimes. Um, even if you're not necessarily artistic, um, there's a lot of different creative outlets, writing, painting, drawing, um, you know, anything else, any other um, yeah, creative things that people can think of. You can certainly post for the rest of us because there's tons. There's so many things um, that are helpful in just kind of, you know, getting the ability to process the emotion or sometimes to distract yourself from feeling the emotion. Um, all of these things are, again, the, we want to try to achieve a sense of balance. Sometimes getting away from the feelings of mm -hmm. sadness and pain and right. physical pain is necessary and very helpful. And so um, creativity can do that as well. Um, and I'm just thinking even, it's not on the tip card, so um, I'm just going to go with it. But it's also helpful sometimes to do physical activity if you can. Right. Now, there were times yeah. when you were on the couch after a chemo treatment and you couldn't it was lift hard. my head. You yeah. couldn't lift your head. Um, and you have now 13 grandchildren, but then had like five or six at I that time. Seven. Seven. My, and little, kids little kids, little grandkids climbing all over her because she's an active grandma, <laughs> Grammy. <laughs> and, um, and I would be sitting there like, you know, scared that they were going to hurt you, but you were, you were loving it. And, and yeah. that's another thing is the kids didn't, weren't afraid. They weren't afraid. Well, yeah. They weren't afraid of me. They didn't they, like the one wig. Well, yeah, there was a wig that they didn't like, <laughs> but that was kind of a joke wig. But one of my granddaughters was, hi Rose, hi Debbie, was and especially, Andrea. sorry, no, that's I'm okay. One of the granddaughters was especially sad about the hair loss and Every Sunday in church, little mm -hmm. Miss Mariah used to pull my wig up and say, "Grammy, is your hair growing mm -hmm. yet?" And uh, but but for the most part, they didn't care about seeing me bald. It was kind of funny, but they treated me just the way they always did. And we were we were honest with them. Yeah. We, we, t we said Grammy's Grammy's sick. Grammy has some boo boos, and and we we're really honest with them. It's hard. It was hard. They were young. They were young, and so we we're honest with them at their. Their level. Developmental mm -hmm. level, yeah. But, um, so, so trying to maintain a sense of normalcy, mm -hmm. I think, was really what helped us, yeah. too. And not, not keeping them away from you, mm -hmm. not, not coming around, um, was, I think, helpful for them and you. Because they were scared, and they didn't know. They were, they didn't know what was going on. Um, so. But, yeah, and, and I thought of it a lot as it was a support to me. Mm. It was a support to me knowing that they were still there for me. But I had such a big support system because everybody at work was really good to me. And I wasn't as um, <clears throat> alive and, <laughs> and peppy as I usually was. And I would be late for work and, and just couldn't do much. But it were, it was... It was um, a lot better for me keeping busy and doing that, going to work every day. Mm -hmm. There were days after chemo that I couldn't couldn't make it, but um, the biggest thing for me was everybody talking to me and not avoiding me because they were afraid of what to say to me. So my big encouragement to anybody is talk about it. Yeah. It does help. Mm -hmm. And laugh about it because <laughs> laughing is a, 
unbelievable. My sister and I still laugh to this day. Pictures pop up Where's, of the oh, two of us. Yeah. Um, she didn't post it. Of, oh, you know, yes, the memories on The memories Facebook. on Facebook pop up and... There's one we're sitting on a chair and I got a hairnet on because my hair is falling out and I don't want it to get all over and and she's sitting in her robe right next to me and we're sitting there and every time before chemo, Barbara lives in Michigan and she would come 500 miles to go with me and we'd, we'd lay in bed at night together and yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and I'll the, find the, the support, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the support, um, that's number seven. We'll skip to it and we'll come back to indulging your fancies. Um, no, we'll just, we're going in order. So indulge your fancies. That one is so important. Um, oh my gosh, there it is. All right, can we, I don't know if it's going to work. Is that going to work? This is, okay, there it is. This is my mom and Aunt Barbara in the waiting room at Fox Chase. This is the picture we were talking about. And they're just laughing hysterically and I loved that I was able to capture that picture because it's so it speaks just monumentally to how she was so helpful in, yeah. in your coping mm -hmm. um, I think <clears throat> for sure even just that you went you you, you spent a couple weeks at her house yeah, or, after, in between. after one of my chemos um, when I was down and out her husband chucking her came and picked hi me Dave, up. Hi Dave, hi Michelle, hi Kim. Sorry. Went to chemo with me, sat through that grueling five-hour chemo and and then drove me all the way to Michigan and I couldn't lift my head. They mm. stopped and I craved things. I craved food and I craved um, barbecue sauce. Indulge your fancies. So indulge it. My brother-in-law made sure he stopped at a rest stop where there was an Arby's and got me one of those Aww. Arby's. Uh, Chuck sandwiches with that Arby sauce it was awesome <laughs> yeah and that's what I mean that's perfect that is what you you want a brownie sundae have a brownie sundae you have yeah. to because there are things that you hated too yes um things that she we couldn't even no alcohol oh, no wine I wasn't allowed to drink wine my sense of <laughs> smell was heightened yes. very much and even if I would had a glass and then came to your house later in the yeah, day I knew it she knew I so. was a good sniffer it was okay. of anybody we, were, that was we sacrificed <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there was that alcohol what else was it um anything with alcohol in it I think alcohol like was even, my worst thing hand sanitizer yeah, right. I went to um have my chemo treatments and of course they use hand sanitizer and uh, it just about killed me and I used to sit there and hold my nose all through for hours and uh, that was another funny yeah. thing Barbara laughed at me all the time about that and uh but yeah my husband put on aftershave after my first chemo and I thought I was going to die he he quick opened all the bedroom windows and put the fan on and just to get the aftershave smell out because of the alcohol in it or yeah. whatever it has but yeah um so Definitely do what makes you feel good when, when you're going through it, whether it's eating, eating what you want, um, taking time for yourself, going to get your nails done. Um, we did, oh, when we went to um, the Look Good, Feel Better program, oh, yeah. that was so great. The, so through um, what the Breast Cancer Foundation, um, the Look Good, Feel Good program, they you come and and they they have a, sta a makeup <coughs> artist there. They give you free 
samples of makeup. They we did a makeover <laughs> right there, um, and it's true because one of the one of the things is you, you talked about. You knew you were going to lose your hair, um, and hair is a big deal for us um, oh, women yeah. and men. But I I would say a lot <laughs> for us it was bigger, bigger, and um, you you feel better when you when you feel like you look good too. So mm -hmm. you know we did that. Um, that was a fun program, um, but in, engaging your support system is is number seven on the list. And the the word engage is really important because mm -hmm. people want to help and they want to do whatever they can. But a lot of times they don't know what to do. Right. So mm -hmm. you said, talk to me, talk about it, yeah. ask your friend, how you doing? How's it going? Anything you need, I'm I'm here. Sometimes we we don't want to bring it up because we don't want somebody to feel bad or say, oh, well, maybe they're not thinking about it. So if I bring it up, then they'll yeah. think about it. Guess what? We they're thinking, thinking about, about it, it. Right? It's yeah, always it on your mind. Away. It's not going away. You wear it like a backpack. Um, mm -hmm. So um, sometimes it's even more uncomfortable. It's like the elephant in the room if, if you, people avoid uh, talking yeah. about it. Right. 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 And sometimes you might say the wrong thing, but at least you're saying something. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think for people who are going through, for the warriors going through the treatment, um, if you have something specific, ask for it, right? So um, for sure there's different, if we think about people in your life, there were different people who supported in different ways. Yeah. You could obviously, Aunt Barbara laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed mm -hmm. with you, which is what you needed, mm -hmm. but other people did other things. Um, People cooked food and um, cleaned, yeah. cleaned the house. Um, just it's always nice. <laughs> yeah, sent cards, called, did things, mm. um, gave you scarves and hats. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just if you have something specific, it's nice. Co oh, coffee! Dad said coffee. You didn't like. Oh, I didn't like. She coffee. couldn't drink coffee anymore. No. Right, I yeah. remember that. Hi, Janelle. Um, love you too, Dad. <laughs> um, but. So ask for what you need, um, and people people want to help if they can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number eight is voice expressions of hope, gratitude, and self-compassion. Um, it's definitely helpful when you're going through something that's scary and terrifying and, um, and you don't know how it's going to end up to try to find little pieces of hope where you can, little pieces of gratitude where you can. Um, you're thinking about something. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, or I'll wait. <laughs> I remember, and I, to this day, pray and thank God for what he has given you and ask God to help you because that's what I did every night. I prayed and I said to God, thank you for putting this in my life because it's here for some reason and it's going to make me stronger, but please help me to get through it however I can. And I didn't get mad. I didn't get mad that, that I hadn't. I didn't say, why God, why me? I said, thank you God that it was me and not somebody else. And that's how I felt because I have four beautiful children, four beautiful in-laws, and I have so many grandchildren that I was happy that it was me. It's so hard to see somebody fight 
and I'd rather fight it myself, but I remember all the time. Insomnia was another big thing. I had a lot of mm -hmm. insomnia, so yeah. I, you know, you lay in bed at night, and what do you do? So you pray, because the lights are out, and, you know, you can only be on your phone so much. <laughs> So you pray. Dad's sending and, you lots of love. <laughs> yeah, and pray isn't on here. That was one. Yeah. When I was. I had lunch with my grandmother a couple weeks ago, and I was showing her the tip card, and I was like, you know what's not on here, Graham? And yeah. <laughs> she said, pray. Um, so faith is really big, and I'm just gonna say, even though it's not on here, that, um, and I know Krista. This is a bit. This was something big. Um, when you when she talked about her her struggle with her mom and her mom beat cancer a few times um, mm -hmm. along the way, so she battled it for a few years. Um, but faith and and praying is is and is the super most important thing yeah. that you do every day, and you just thank God for the life He's given you. Yeah. Um, so Cordero saying, um, I can't read. I, I'll read it. I do the same thing. As bad as I have it, some days there's someone else out there that has, has it way it worse. worse. Yeah. 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 So again, there's the gratitude, keeping things in perspective. Um, again, balancing it. So, yeah. The that was a surprising thing for me. Not surprising, but what you said about how you, when she actually said, "I'm glad I got it," and you didn't get it, or I'm glad I got it and dad didn't get it, or any of the other, Luke says Jacob, or their yeah. spouses, um, partners. Yeah, you, you're a fighter. You're, you're definitely a fighter. Um, so, number nine is breathe. <laughs> so, um, a lot of times when we're scared, or we're sad, or we're angry, or nervous, yeah, like I, nervous. I'm a little nervous, um, <laughs> we hold our breath. And we kind of like, you know, even now, I, I, you know, just sometimes you feel like, oh, well, I'm, I'm holding my breath. And that when we breathe, when we, when we can take those deep breaths all the way down to our belly, um, it's, it's, it's helpful. It's, yeah. It helps slow the process down. It helps anchor you into this present moment. We get stuck a lot of times up here in our head of worrying about, what if, what if, what if, what if this doesn't work? What if, you know, um, doing this for nothing or what if I die? Yeah. Right? Like that, that was a legitimate fear yeah. that was there and, and real. Um, or we worry about the past with regret, um, and, and concern. And sometimes remembering that you always have your breath with you no matter where you go. It can anchor you to this present moment. You take a deep breath and you kind of blow out some of those worries, some of those fears, um, and and try to be in the moment and appreciate what's going on for you right now, um, who you're with, who you're spending time with. You have this time. Um, any thoughts on that? Mm, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, fighting is number yeah. ten. So um, we uh, we love the "fight like a girl" slogan yeah, because we, do. we just love that. Um, hi, Janet. Uh, so I'm looking at again. At breathing exercises do help a bit. Having yeah. a very active eleven year old, I have no choice but to <laughs> breathe at times. Yes, again, and you you have to live. Your family is. Um, how did you get your hair like that? Just. Kidding. 
Who, me? Yeah, Barbara likes your hair. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, hi, Nicole. Yeah, so, um, fighting yeah. is, there, you just have to you keep just fighting. Keep going. You just do it. And you, you push. You push, mm -hmm. you push, you no matter, no matter how <laughs> much you can't, you just keep pushing because you know there's going to be an end somewhere and, um, you know, you push yourself to do the things you want to do. Don't just think that, you know, I don't feel good so I'm not going to. And I remember with Jacob and Aaron getting married and looking for a house and they'd say, we're going to go look at a house today. Do you want to come? And I think, okay, but I hope there's a chair in that house because it was exhausting. It was exhausting just walking <laughs> from my house to the car and, but I, I wanted to do things. So if I had the desire to do it, I did it. And everybody understood that, you know, okay, I'm not going to go as fast. And Jackson used to, a grand, one of, her one of the, my grandsons loved playing ball and mm -hmm. every day when he'd come over he'd ask me to play ball outside with him and I did and right. it got to the point where I had to put a chair in the driveway and and he hit the ball and uh, chased it himself but at least I was still able to go out there with him and you know I, I didn't want to say no so you, you push yourself you fight you make yourself do things that you want to do and it's good to have things that you want to do. And uh, I went to Michigan and visited with, with family in Michigan, in the in the very heat of my uh, chemo treatments. And my my nephew and his wife welcomed a little baby boy. And while I was out there, he was born the, the day that I was having my fourth chemo treatment. So I got to see him, and little Anzi, and he was a doll. And you know, it was great because I wanted, to, I would have done that if I was fine. So why not do it anyway? So <clears throat> my brother-in-law Chuck took good care of me when Barbara was out at work every day, and he waited on me hand and foot. But support system, yeah. And but keep doing what I you want to do. Um, hi, Jarrett and Brianna and Amy. Um, so I realized as I was looking at the tip card, which again it's backwards here, but it's underneath this post. Um, that I missed number five, which was devise a plan and work it. And I think that kind of ties into what you were saying. Um, sometimes it's helpful to make little small manageable goals mm -hmm. for yourself, set them. I'm going to go play with my grandson today, or I'm going to go visit a friend. I'm going to go, I'm going to do something, or even if it's I'm going to get off the couch and yeah. walk to the kitchen. Um, setting little things that are achievable and realistic can just help you feel like you're accomplishing mm -hmm. something even if you're um, if you're really really tired or, or down from the treatment yeah. um, and we we had a hard road during this when my husband sat next to me at chemo one day and had a stroke uh, right <laughs> right so up until then he was my my big rock big rock and he he did everything, every craving I had. Don't ever think that, especially with breast cancer, I guess, I don't know, my thoughts of cancer were you're going to start this fight and you're going to not be able to eat, you won't want to eat or anything like that. So, of course, I went out and gained 10 pounds before before starting my treatments, but then found out afterwards that, darn, they give you all these... Uh, these medicines and and things that make you gain weight anyway or maintain your weight so now it's still a struggle to lose that weight <laughs> but i think you brought well, up a I good am. point about so her husband 
on a day that she was having a chemo treatment, your second one? Uh, yes, second one. Had a stroke. Um, and th this is really important for talking to the people who support people going through the treatment is that you're also experiencing all of these emotions mm -hmm. and you need to talk about them yourself. Um, so you have to do the things we're talking about on this card. It's not just for the people going through the treatment, it's for the people that love them and support them too. Mm -hmm. um, I think knowing, knowing dad, um, he was your rock and mm -hmm. for him, I think he kept a lot of stuff inside. Um, and we know that the mind and the body are so, so connected and in sync that when we hold it in, um, when we just hold in that fear, hold in that anger, hold in that sadness, mm -hmm. it doesn't just affect us mentally and emotionally, but, but physically. Physically. Yeah. physically. Um, and I, I do believe that that was a big part of it. He was, yeah. he was, he was trying to be strong for everyone else. Um, and my oh my, how that yeah. changed everything. So, yeah, so he was, that that was his, always his role of um, being strong for us. And and then he... And that honey-do was had to wait. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's real. It's, it's sad and it's scary. And it's for everybody, um, not just the people going through the treatment. It's for mm. everybody who's there. Um, I, I wanted to, you know, if anybody has any questions, now's the time to post them. Hi, Krista. I'm so glad you can make it. Um, oh, I would love to, that, that reminds me, I wanted to tell everybody who's watching, underneath this post, I posted it Friday, um, Krista and a friend of hers, Kathleen, did a live video that you can watch all about her, <laughs> she's driving but listening, um, all about her foundation. And I'd mentioned that in the beginning, um, if you jumped on a little bit late, Krista, who, who just joined us, is um, is the reason that, that we're doing this tonight, inspired by her foundation and the Chemo Care Pouch campaign. Um, we And Krista, we have uh, one of the one of the recipients of one of the pouches was, was I think it's still on, but was on and commenting b before. So they are out and about. Those pouches have been delivered to a um, bunch of people across the, uh, across the country. Um, so again, thank you for inviting me, Krista, to, to participate in this. Um, we went, a, last week, um, we went to a little pink dress party, which was really fun. So the, uh, in our area, <coughs> excuse me, in Pennsylvania, a local radio station, um, oh, there, she's still here, Carmen's still here. Um, the local radio station sponsors a, an event with a few other um, breast ca cancer foundations. Right. And we talked right. to a woman from a foundation called Breast Friends. Um, that is again has a few locations across the country one of the things that she said she would have added to the tip card was um, not only seek support from your family and friends but find other people going through it and talk to them too and find support in there and um, the breast breast friends campaign our actual foundation hosts support groups for um, warriors and survivors and um, so staying connected with other people who are going through it too, because sometimes 
you can feel like nobody gets it sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it's helpful to be able to connect with other people who get it. Um, but again, balance is the key. So um, laughing is good, yeah. but also crying, right? Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, and we've, we both got Oops. emotional tonight, and that's real. Um, yeah. And so that's, I think that's it. Um, mm -hmm. so we, we're, we're so happy that you joined us. Please share this, um, because I, I think we all know somebody who has either been through cancer or is going through treatment right now, whether it's breast cancer or whatever this we did timed, um, t for the theme of breast cancer awareness, which was last month. Um, and uh, obviously if, you know, through listening and watching, um, cancer has touched our our family way before, um, way before, way before this, way, even before Dad yeah. had cancer. We have had my um, father. Your dad died of cancer. We have had cousins who are survivors, James and James Eric. James and Eric, yeah. Um, leukemia and Wilms tumor. Mm -hmm. James had a yep. leukemia and Eric Wilms tumor. <coughs> so we all know someone. So please share the the video. Um, if you think it would be helpful for anyone going through it or ha have had survived it or people who love and support them. Okay. So, thank you. Love you. To Aunt Barbara. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for connecting on this episode of the podcast, Empowered by Design. For further connection, subscribe to my email list at drliz.com to be sure that you are in the loop for exciting news, events, and resources. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Liz and at Visionistas by Design. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and send this episode to one of your people in order to share the love, spread the power. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower you to pursue your dreams with intentional vision. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment or a working relationship with a licensed mental health professional. For more information on connecting with mental health resources in your area, visit drliz.com and click on resources. Thank you again for connecting. And remember, trust the heart, work your vision, dream, design, deliver.